tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yes, it will. Welcome, guys, to a very special episode of Tim Hat. Join me as always is uh, my partner in crime, XG, and the place to be. Uh, we are got a we got an action packed show, so let's get down to the good stuff, guys. I want you guys to go check out our good friends at abx.org. Go to absolute X, right? Go to abx.org. They got everything you want. They got weed. They got flour. They got, dude, they got vape pens. They got stuff for your JJ ladies. That's right. And guess what? They're the top shelf, dude. If you like to get high on weed, they are the best. They are the Nike. They are the Reebok. They are, I mean, whatever you think is the top shelf brand, they are it. And guess what? If you listen to this podcast, you're going to get 20% off your order by using the promo code CHAOS. Yes! Use that. And this is brought to you by our dates are coming up. What dates do we have coming up, man? Uh, we start off with uh, September 7th, Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Myself, XG, and my good friend, Tim Dillon, will be live. It's a day show. It's a 420 day show. Tim Dillon, one of the funniest dudes on Twitter. He's fat. He's gay. He's killing it. Okay? He's killing it, dude. And you can see him live, myself and XG, dropping hammer during the day in Washington, D.C. And then we'll all go around and we'll do a little tour and look at all the weird stuff in Washington, D.C. I'm super stoked to do that. Go grab, go to dcimprov.com, grab those tickets. Then after that, we got we, the Cobbs. We are at Cobbs. That's right. We're going back to the scene of the crime. The number one, the first place we knew we were on to something. San Francisco, we love you. Go to Cobbs. Uh, Cobbscomedy.com. You can grab tickets. We'll pack that out so grab your tickets now and then we're proud to announce austin september 20th damn damn okay that's what we're talking about protect your neck protect your neck go to austin it's dude we got so many cool cats out there we got austin we have who we have uh myself eddie bravo xg and joining us will be the one the only golden pony tony hinchcliffe we have some pre-orders right now. Uh, we have some. I'm trying to look for the pre-order info. I will put this in the description of this show. If you're on, if you're on on our RSS feed, or you're on our, um, uh, if you're on our YouTube, which you should hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, join, love. Subscribe, join, love. Okay, we're, I'm gonna announce. Uh, pre-sales are now available for this show. That's right. Pre-sales go on tomorrow. Oh, who knows? Uh, pre-sales are up. Go grab the tickets. It's a, it's a lot of chaos in the show right now. Okay? Uh, uh, dude, what a time to be alive, huh? All this crazy stuff going on, conspiracies, right? 
We, we're trying oh, to set up a conspiracy bet site at BetDSI. BetDSI for all your bet needs. Go to BetDSI, use the promo code HAT100, and for, they'll double your deposit all the way up to 500 bucks. okay? And then you can make bets on all the stuff you want to make bets on. Dude, you can play women's soccer. Women, uh, we can do uh, UFC boxing. I think in, in Mexico they got cockfight. You want to make some bets on some cockfights? <laughs> or you can go to West High and watch two dudes whip their dicks out and fight with each other. Either way, you, you can make a bet. You can make a bet. Make you can get everything there. Everything is available, so go to BetDSI. Use the promo code HAT100. Every UFC fight, I try to put out a nice little uh, parlay on the fights. I've been getting my ass beat, but I'd like to know what you guys do. Support. They're our longest-running sponsors, BetDSI. So thank you, BetDSI.com, promo code HAT100. And finally, uh, one of my favorite sponsors out there. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that Blue Chew, dog. Blue Chew. You love blue chew? Of course. We all do. Who doesn't love funny, sexy, funny boners? Hard boners, rock boners, in your face boners, okay? I love boners. I love blue chew. I love taking it. I love crushing up. I love snorting it. I'll snort blue chew, okay? That's how much I love it, dude. You know why I love blue chew also? American made. That's right. American boners in America for American ladies or foreign chicks looking for green cards. <laughs> if you're a chick looking for a green card, I'll get you some boner pills and you'll rock it out. That's right, dude. And guess what? We're in talks about them possibly sponsoring some live shows. How great would that be if you come to a tinfoil hat show and we'll throw out a couple boner pills and be like, rock the cat. the females would be happier. The ladies, they and they're all smoke horny shows. Horny boyfriends. Yeah, and they're horny-ass boyfriends. They said that. <laughs> so creepy. <okay? laughs> like, as a man like me in his 40s, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Wolverine of boners. I, I mean, I am not afraid to work hard. I mean, I can get a boner when the, the wind is, but you know what? Sometimes I want to even stronger boner so i take my blue chew i eat it and i got ginsu strong boners i have that weird wolverine type steel boners dude and i i do damage with my blue chew boner okay so hey you want a blue chew boner you want to do you want a boner that will fucking ginsu the fuck out of everybody and you go to bluechew.com that's b-l-u-e-chew.com and you use the promo code tinfoil that's right. Promo code TINFOIL. And if that promo code doesn't work, use the promo code TINFOIL HAT. Okay? One of those is going to work. Make it happen. God bless. Long live Blue Chew. Long live American Boners. Hey, Aaron, are you still banging your wife? Yeah. Okay? I'm going to get you some Blue Chews, bro. <laughs> I'm going to get you some Blue Chews, okay? Anything else we got to push? Uh, Patreon. Uh, Patreon. Patreon. T-shirts. You like the T-shirt? Get the T-shirt. Okay, look at all those. I love the orange of the, I mean, the yellow with the woke boys. T-shirts nice. for everybody. Go grab it. goes to tinfoilhattshirts.com. If you're a Raiders fan, you got to have this one. Dude, you got to get that Raiders. If you're a Raiders fan, tinfoil fan. Who knows what's going on with AP? Who knows? Guys, that's it. That's it. The Patreon's rocking. The T-shirts are rocking. The YouTube's rocking. You can see my special, Sam Tripoli, at samtripoli.com. Go to samtripoli.com. Both my specials are there for you for wash for free. What time we at? Seven and a half. That's a lot of business done right. Speaking of American boners, 
Uh, our next guest <laughs> is a uh, good friend of mine, dude. He, uh, we have, uh, he, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's a worker. He's a hard, hard worker. Uh, he worked with me on this big show that's coming that just came out. Uh, uh, it's coming out tomorrow night, which is August twenty seventh. It is CW's fucking mysteries decoded. Okay. Uh, please welcome at 9 p.m. At 9 p.m. on the CW. Please welcome the director, my good friend, Mark Theron. What do you do with, when you when you snort the blue? What what does that do? Uh, does that grow multiple boners? Yeah, like, you grow more dicks. My dick, lo- my body looks like a porcupine. I got dicks coming out everywhere. That's incredible. Yeah, I think I about love that. It. Yeah, that's the new snort. They shouldn't even crush it up. They should. I just don't give know it to why Red Bull doesn't make snortable for yeah. all the guys who used to do coke and just can't now because we're too old, but we still want that action. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. That's something not only can sponsor the show, but can invent. My goal is to somehow get Bluetooth and Plan B to sponsor something mm-hmm. together, and everybody's happy. <laughs> Talk about throwing that out at Yeah. Show. Just yeah. be like, listen, everyone's fucking tonight. Or yeah. edibles. <laughs> edible boners. Edible, edible boners. Well, so, I Mark, think, yes. you were uh, kind enough to help me get on this show. Yeah, you uh, deserved you- it. Uh, you were you you basically. I gotta be honest with you. We basically did the audition, and I was like, "Well, I fucked that one up, and that was fun." And but you come back, you got it. Uh, the host is the wonderful Jennifer Marshall. Marshall, I love Jennifer Marshall. She's gorgeous. She's like a six foot. What one? She's a, redheaded. She's Amazon. an Amazon. She's an Amazon. Amazon. She knows it too, and I mean, she's all business. Uh, you well, know, you have to be. It was a woman in LA. You have to be business. That's the ones who make it. Are the ones who are business, right? The ones and, who are like you got blue chew and coke, and they're not. They're not. Yeah, they're good people. She, she wouldn't know what any of that yeah, is. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. care about it. her. Man's doing just fine. Yeah, because that's how business she's she is. Him. Yeah. But you called me, and uh, we had a uh, talk about. This project that is airing tomorrow, we're super excited about it. The Montauk Project. The Montauk Project. Everybody over there at Morningstar knocked it out of the park. Oh, they yeah. were great. The show is is fantastic. It's uh, the network couldn't be happier too because you, you're talking about a topic that is relevant when because Stranger Things was basically going to be called Montauk, and this was three years ago when the Duffer Brothers were pitching this to Netflix, and then uh, that kind of brought on new life to this project and let me tell you it's the out of conspiracy theories that you cover on this show and i know you cover a lot this one's the oddest this one's got more layers this one probably snorted some yeah. something because it's just kind of it's got everything but it it, does. It, it's a it's a project that basically spans forever right it kind of starts out it starts in a place called uh, Camp Hero. Right. So, what, tell us a little about Camp yeah, Hero. Yeah, so in, in, in World War, during World War II, uh, the Navy built a base on the point of Long Island, the farthest point you can go on Long Island in Montauk. Uh, and it's it. They called it Camp Hero, and it was basically a, a, a subtracking base at the time because you know the U-boats during the war. Uh, were very prominent and they were very terrified that they were going to come up that channel and, and go right up to Manhattan. So that was why it was developed. And then later on, it transformed over to the Air Force and they built this massive radar tower 
which, you know, it, it, you saw it. I mean, it's probably, ah, I like Look it. Look at that, dude. This thing is I, the creepiest you thing you've ever that, seen. Make it bigger. Yeah. Dude, as creepy as that looks in that picture, just know in person it's creepier. It is. It, and it, and you, you taught me some things about this. There's no windows. There's no windows. Yeah, there's uh, so that's obviously something. Something Any went on. Any place with no windows <laughs> yeah. is shady. Yeah. It's so shady. So I want to get before we get into camp here. I, I know I jumped it. The the thing that uh, and you mentioned it was uh, the Philadelphia project. Yeah. So this so the, the Montauk project. So we we talked about Camp Hero. And this is all fact. This all happened. The conspiracy part of this lies within the Philadelphia experiment, kind of ties into the Montauk project. And if you know briefly, this is why this thing has so many boners. Because if you know... So many boners. (laughs) There's so many boners in conspiracy world here. But if you know briefly, the Philadelphia experiment was basically there was this uh, U.S. Navy uh, cruiser uh, called the USS Eldridge that was part of a degaussing... Uh, experiment that happened in... Degaussing 19- means... Degaussing means cloaking. Okay. cloaking. That's another ex- example of cloaking. Yeah. And so in 1943, they were trying to cloak boats, uh, you know, from submarines and things like that. And we knew the Germans were probably working on it. Uh, so there was some talk that Tesla was involved with coils and von Neumann was involved. And von Neumann was basically the guy who created the bomb <laughs> you know when it when you get down the guy the einstein's the guy that created the theory yeah. von Neumann put the things together is von Neumann the one that cried have you ever seen that video where the guy who invented the nuclear bomb cries uh, talks about shiva and all that shit I, it really is a creepy video i'll have to check that out i'm not sure his family What's would it? deny sorry the guy that talks about the bhagavad gita is uh John Oppenheimer. John uh, Oppenheimer. Right. Who, who, who was essentially part of the Von Neumann. They're all German. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> they were all defectors. And yeah. they all found out. Yeah. But anyway, so with this experiment, so basically in 1943. Watch your hands. They're very s- I might hear about it since I'm ah. just telling you, you're doing great. I have well, so much energy. Yeah, I know, I know. But wave it up here like you just don't care. <laughs> okay. Uh but anyway, so basically what happened with this degazing thing in, in the USS Eldridge is uh they were in this harbor and they turned on these electronic coils and it created this crazy fog and the boat disappeared. And people, and it was a green, cra- crazy fog. Now, some people claim that uh, they were trapped in a tel, some time sort warp. of vortex yeah, time, time warp, yeah. and they time traveled right. to Montauk. And during this time travel part, I can see you're following me. And during this time <laughs> travel, two men jumped off. Two? A man, yeah, they. Oh, were, the, this is the interesting. <laughs> shit they jumped right off here. the boat. Yeah, they jumped off during the time travel. Okay, while they were in this. And they landed in Montauk on the beach in 1983. So when did they jump? Was 1943. 1943. And they say they jumped. And when they landed, it was 1983. 83. Right. Which was in the middle of the Montauk project. So what, how they got there, why they were there, no one knows. But they did. Uh, uh, they also talk about when the boat reappeared supposedly guys click on that were fused to the boat right like han solo job of the hut style right 
So yeah, there were, to be honest, uh, no accounts of this. In fact, uh, you know, what is that? What's that guy doing the worm up there? So basically, this is like a re- recreation oh. of what happened to these guys during the. They all reportedly got sick. Yeah, everybody got sick during this experiment. But if you go deeper into the conspiracy. They were infused into the boat. Yeah. Like they were – like literally their body became the boat. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of them were transported to a hospital that is secret. I think you, you told me. you. Uh, I don't remember the – So mysteriously died. Yes. Suddenly. Yeah. A lot of them went crazy. Were thrown into uh, mental facilities. There was just a lot – like nobody came out of this clean. No, nobody and and uh, not even the ship captain who uh, – by the way, when I was researching to be your producer-director on this series, I actually – And masseuse, go on. Yes, and masseuse. <laughs> yes, uh, that was lovely that evening. <laughs> I tracked down uh, the son of the captain of the Eldritch. Really? And he told me that his – father once said oh yes sorry his father once said to him that uh they traveled from norfolk to philadelphia in like yeah in like two hours or like some weird number that is impossible right and he and the captain basically in verbatim said uh i don't know how we got there so quickly because i went to bed and we were there when i woke up and that's impossible yeah so the captain so that's such a weird thing hey guys we're gonna run this experiment why you guys do that i'm gonna go take a quick nap yeah exactly well he was you know and that's what captains do they just kind of sleep guys i know big shit's going down time for me to take my captain's nap by the way if that's time travel every time i fly time travel absolutely because i i get on the plane i purposely stay up and then when suzuki i sleep and then i wake up and we're like okay we've landed in lax you sleep all the oh, time. Oh, dude, it, it looks like he's taking an edible or a zanny. He doesn't move. It's weird. That's so, weird. Yeah. I remember I did time. see you on the plane. You didn't move. Yeah, I don't move, dude. Yeah. I just sleep hard. I hate sitting on planes. I hate it. I like to just bang out the time travel like the, the, the captain of the USS Philadelphia. Yeah. Now, what was the name of the boat? USS Eldridge. Eldridge. It happened. It, it was called Project Rainbow. Which right. was the degaussing program, which right. is actually something you can look up. Right. Where it got the name Philadelphia Experiment, I think, came from, you know, a lot of conspiracies. There was a movie based on it called The Philadelphia Experiment. So there's a lot of interesting things out there that the Philadelphia Experiment alone, you know, gives conspiracy theorists a platform to just go off on, including did we time travel? Did we invent time travel that day? Did – did they cloak boats? Did What did they do that day? Now, the only thing the government has admitted to is that they did do degaussing, degaussing uh, experiments. And oh. whether they did or not, we know that they can cloak boats now. And basically the way degaussing works is it – sonar – boats are used sonar to detract radar. So basically what it does is it deflects sonar to make it look like nothing's there. Yes. So I mean, well, you know, that one flight, the Malaysian flight, the whole conspiracy was that the guys on that plane had all had uh, a program to cloak planes so no one could see it. And that was the whole thing, and that there were four of them that owned the rights plus one Rothschild that supposedly <laughs> disappeared, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff that we learned about Camp Hero and the Montauk area. One later on, we 
we kind of learned later on, and uh, I don't know whether it makes the show or not because I haven't seen the whole thing, is like this area is like kind of like tribe, Native American tribal, like, like something about voodoo is like voodoo or something. Do you remember that? Yeah, well, there, there was a lot of Indian. There was an Indian burial ground, to be honest. That Always can't, starts there. Yeah, so there is an Indian, actual Indian burial ground that the uh, the Navy built this base on. Um, do, do you remember when we stayed at the hotel, the weird albino black guy was like, yeah. this is the land of my 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 people. That was, was weird, like, too. We, we, that guy came out of nowhere. We uh, were just nowhere. looking at a Well, and you kept pointing out pictures in this hotel. It's called the Montauk Manor, lovely place. I recommend staying there. I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah. Loved sleeping there. Yes. I, so uh, there's a new sponsor for you. But uh, at the same time, you kept finding little odds and ends on the posters that were – like we saw Hitler on one of those like, posters. Yeah, there was one poster there about the hotel that literally had every single – fucking conspiracy in it yeah. like one was like a car that Never. wasn't even from that yeah time. And there was like a modern time fo- uh modern car I, I think i took a photo of is it is that the hotel yeah that's the hotel that, look at it it looks like a creepy castle oh, yeah. creepy. it yeah. looks like jeffrey epstein basically lived yeah. there you yeah. know so yeah he's probably there right now yeah, actually yeah. but it's not it, it's actually wonderful it's a nice hotel <laughs> the pool I, the pool wasn't open when we were there but i that, thoroughly enjoyed it yeah uh, but yeah, so this conspiracy goes far beyond. So it obviously it took off into Philadelphia. These two guys, they land on the beach at Montauk and they become the center of what is the Montauk project because their claims go all the way off the deep end from government conspiracies that they were a part of this government program that was involved with inventing time travel to the point where they were using mind control on unsuspecting citizens of the United States, including children and homeless people. So, well, that, and that's the very inter- when we get into this whole thing about like there's a lot of darkness involved in this stuff. And one thing in particular was like what they discovered with this um, with this program was that. You couldn't time travel. Uh, it wasn't like you see in like Star Trek where like a teleporter because you would get killed. They right. would slice you up Absolutely. and you would you would die. Yes. So their whole thing was that they had discovered was time tunnels. Right. Meaning you would walk through this and you would end up in a different place. But they didn't want to send any of their people in. So a part of this whole Montauk project is kidnapping. Right. And in particular, kidnapping of homeless people. Right. You know, um, uh, the, the forgotten of society. And they were forced to walk through these tunnels. Right. And and there were – it wasn't just homeless people though because m- there have been many that have come forward. Uh, some are more famous than others. Uh, because of the amount of money they've tried to make off their stories, which right. some have been successful at doing that. Uh, but, you know, there are people who are considered Montauk boys yes. who have claimed to have gone through this this process, uh, who teleported. There is one guy out there whose story is so crazy that he says that he was supposed to uh, – he, he time-traveled through the tunnel – Back to when Jesus lived to get a vial of blood of Jesus. That right there is – I'm not going to go with that one. Okay. That's where well, I call Well, there's bullshit. also – you can watch YouTube videos of a gentleman who said that 
he, they did the time traveling stuff, and that he watched the actual signing of the, Indep- the Declaration right. of Independence. I believe it's the same guy. Okay, yeah. so that's the dude. But let's get before like the the lid is blown off all this shit when a book it written it's called. The Montauk Project. Great title. And it, well, yeah, they pretty much nailed it yeah. right there. Uh, it was written by Preston Nichols and Peter Moon. Yeah, so Preston Nichols is the man who basically knows everything about the Montauk. So they met – Peter Moon was a advertising man in New York City during the 80s, and he was just a big fan of like – Preston's inventions, because Preston was apparently some sort of inventor. I don't know. That's what Peter says. And uh, so Peter went to one of his meetings and uh, to hear about Preston's inventions, but then he heard all about Montauk Project. Now, the thing about Peter Moon is also, does he have some Scientology in his background? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. So he, apparently, you know, Peter claims that he was one of the original people that, like, actually fronted around with L. Ron Hubbard in New York in the early 80s. And he didn't, he left it in the early 80s. But he was a part of an original sign. You can, oh, that's I mean, all. the thing that's very interesting about Peter Moon is like when you start talking L. Ron Hubbard, now we're talking like the fact that this man, L. Ron Hubbard, is also associated with the creation of NASA and all the stuff that goes on with NASA and in particular, black ops, meaning black budget operation, and, and the stuff that's involved with that. That's fascinating because yeah. none of that comes up you know, when you listen <laughs> to the Montauk Project. Yeah, yeah, you... yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> here we are. We have another kind of interesting – Like tie-in? Yeah. Yeah, like Philadelphia tie-in. Like yeah. here we have a guy who's associated with – Scientology and the Montauk Project, right. which are both kind of interesting topics. There's definitely some some connection there, but I, you know, I won't go into the fact that I don't know. I Peter claimed he was out of Scientology in the mid '80s, uh, and he met Preston in '92 when he heard the story of the Montauk Project from Preston. He said, "It's got to be a book. Who's got the book rights?" I, I you know, I think. At first, Peter was like, I see dollar signs. This is a story that nobody can make up. If it's true, this is a huge deal. So he was like, I'm just going to – he took it from a journalistic standpoint, listened to Preston, and just helped Preston write the book. But now it's turned into 22 books, and it's turned into (laughs) this monster that's got this cult following. The Montauk Project, when it first came out, sold 100,000 copies, 100,000. So these legion of cult fanatics to this and this was in the 90s now you know there's no amazon they found this book in a bookshelf yeah you know it's so interesting when you talk about like you know how there was no internet and you look at how big andrew dice clay got and how <laughs> he was selling out arenas before there was any internet like it's mind-blowing yeah they well they love you know everybody loves a nursery oh. rhyme it's a, so, nurse, a nursery in 1984 rhyme. Preston nichols uh was working as a radio frequency Frequency engineer at Airborne Instrument Labs, a Long Island defense contractor that built radars for the military. Yeah, so and that's go. So now we're back to Camp Hero with our beautiful radar tower. Look at that. There's no evidence to suggest that Preston worked on this radar tower, but what 
there is evidence of is that this radar tower, there were 12 of them built by the military, and this is the only one that stands that still today. There was one in New Orleans. There was one in Virginia. There was one. This is the only one that still stands today. Uh, and what its purpose was was basically to track anti-aircraft, you know, anti-war aircraft, basically from the Soviets. We were we were afraid that another Pearl Har- Harbor could happen on New York. Very viable. Definitely needed that. It had a range of 200 miles. <laughs> so if that tells you what kind of technology they had back there, so basically that thing is useless now. Yeah. So they decommissioned it. In uh, in the 1980s, uh, I want to say 1981 is what I think it was. Sounds good. Um, yeah, and so they just left it there. Yeah. And that's when all the conspiracy comes in. Why would you leave that there? And then so stories start coming out. And Preston claims that they built a nine-story laboratory under there. And that's where they con- conducted experiments on the homeless, on these kids – but it wasn't just time travel experiments. They were doing MK Ultra here. They were doing all sorts of things that, like the German, you know, were doing in the uh, during the spy age and, and during the Cold War. They were doing it all here. But I think the time travel elements of this, they were also trying to find out. This was early. Uh, uh, that radar they claimed there was. This was another conspiracy that that radar actually. Uh, was reading brainwaves in Montauk, and it would move, and people would be doing weird things. So well, they- okay, that's a great point. That was I, I told that they had discovered that certain certain radio waves could affect people's moods, right? And that they were doing giant experiments using this radar right. to see if they could affect right the entire area. Right, and so that, of course, the government denied wholeheartedly, but a lot of people claim to have seen that that radar move back and forth. They would see it. They would say the animals did weird things, which you also pointed out something interesting to me. And when you hang around him, as you know, he's <laughs> – It's you know, he's, glorious. Yeah, it is because the you do see things you never saw before. And one thing I noticed, he kept talking about the barren trees around this area compared to the rest of the area. The rest of the area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy, right? Yeah. So I never thought about that. And I researched uh, what I found out after. It's funny because as producers and directors and and, 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 uh, taking this from a journalistic, you know, I I look at all the facts and, and I try to tell the story. But then you get there and you find that the story sometimes takes you down the road yeah, that your research never sure. did. for sure. So, for instance, your tree theory, I had never heard before, but you were correct. They actually planted trees all over there and, and and that were new and not evergreen because the area was native to evergreen. Those were non-native trees. Uh, there are also non-native birds that are still there. There are things like that. There were uh, It was like, I don't know when we shot it because I know it's going to be coming out in August, but I think we shot in either June or July. No, uh, April. April. Really? It was yeah, April? Yeah, I know. But either way, it's not winter, and they, the trees should be a full bloom. Well, there were definitely green trees everywhere except around the camp. And, right. And so – if, and, and then looking into it, what kind of construction went on that they needed to clear that, you know? And so it is possible uh, that there are uh, – there was construction that went on on this base 
that people just didn't know about. And then we did see that the the it's on this bluff. I don't know if you could see uh, the uh, the lighthouse from the bluff. You can see like the Montauk Bluffs. It's not in those pictures, but you'll see it is possible that there could have dug out nine stories below this Camp Hero. We found. Uh, there is a gentleman down there who's been there, who's been in in and around. But as yeah, he's... we can't give away too much because we want people to. There, you, you did some phenomenal research, right? And I really want people to know. I know that like this show's going to come out. And instantly, I'm going to get called a shill uh, off, you know, sell out. You're definitely a sellout. Yeah, but <laughs> I will tell you that. I was pleasantly surprised, not only Mark's attitude about conspiracies, Mark, we'll get into later, really wanted to go even harder on some shit. (laughs) I had to go, you're going to get this show canceled if you talk about all that stuff. (laughs) Right. But the presentation, and at the end of the day, when Jennifer Marshall's talking, there's a real conversation. It is not slanted to what you would think the deep state would want. It is really like what went on here. Right. And and, and I think that's why I signed on to the show, was Jennifer is is wholeheartedly... not a conspiracist. She's not a believer. Uh, she is an in- private investigator. She investigates. She definitely wants and its hard integrity facts. is very important to her yeah. because oh, yeah. she wouldn't do anything that did not fit under. If she was really researching, and she was researching, but right. if this was her on her own job, right. What would she do? Well, and and and. Part of the reality, you know, and and you can look, my background, I've been a reality producer for 20 years. So I've done a lot of unscripted television. The unscripted television that I like to do are the ones where we find characters that are doing something, whether I'm filming it or not. They're doing what I'm. So, like for you, for instance, you're investigating conspiracies, whether I'm here with a camera or not. So that's what makes you a perfect co host for Jennifer to come and introduce this this conspiracy to her. It's the same with Jennifer. If Jennifer was hired by somebody to investigate Montauk, you know, she'd be digging as far deep without a camera by her. She wants the answer. She wants the truth. But she comes at it from a skeptic's point of view. And that's fine because I think a lot of the audience does. And there are people that want to believe things went on. And I think, did the government really, you know, perform these heinous acts on our uh, on our citizens and children that if that if that's true we need to find out about that let's talk about what the city of montauk is oh. you know <laughs> city of montauk great is, food it uh, wonderful food uh our, our makeup girl was wonderful. Oh, yeah. She was from Queens. She was from Queens. Oh. Black men love her. Okay. <laughs> and she likes them. Yeah. Lang, dude, nothing wrong with that. I've watched a lot of those kind of pornos. Um, <laughs> but the point is this, dude. It's like this area is a very interesting because it's kind of like a getaway for r- very elite uh, New York City uh, 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 you know, rich people. Well, it's practically the Hamptons, but what's interesting about it is, is it's farther than the Hamptons. So I always thought the Hamptons was the end of Long Island, you know. And I lived in New York, but I never went to the Hamptons. I don't, I don't swing that way. But you know, <laughs> that, that means rich. Okay. Yeah, okay. Not, All right. Not uh, gay. Not no, rich. Well, I yeah, I, yeah. A little gay, not rich. Yeah. Though. Yeah. yeah exactly. You do you. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we drove out there from JFK. And it's a two and a half hour drive. You know, we take the red eye and then I'm the one that has to drive because, you know, <laughs> why would you drive, you know, 
Why would you let talent. the talent? talent. Yeah, talent. you can't drive talent. So I mean, you can't let the talent drive. So I drove two and a half hours out there. We get to the Hamptons, like, well, clearly we're here. No, we're past the Hamptons. So it's like everybody who – it's like blue-collar Hamptons. It's like the people that wait on the staff yeah. at the in the Hamptons, they live in Montauk. But it felt like Pleasantville. Yes. It's a small city. It says it's uh, 3,000 people. Yeah. It is. And everybody knew, and you could feel eyes on you as you were, you'd walk into a place. Oh, where are you people from? You know, and it felt country. It felt, you could. It's very white, except for the, these pockets of Jamaicans. Yeah, that's right. And they all, and again, they were all part of the service industry. I think it was the service industry for the Hamptons. And, and, uh, you know, very quiet town, but also a town where if you wanted to hide secrets, you could. Yeah. Because no one, no one, not only if something like this got out, that it's actually true that they were kidnapping the kids of Montauk and they were po- performing experiments on them, that would tarnish the town. And the town is built on on tourism. So you can't really have that. But now a new form of tourism is there thanks to Stranger Things and people that want to – in fact, have you seen this? There's an article about how they want to uh, uh, rush Montauk now. Like they want to rush Area 51. They want to go and stampede <laughs> Montauk. I mean, it's a creepy-looking building. I don't want to get into too much of what we discovered there because, again, I want you guys to check out the amazing show on the CW. Um, There were some interesting players there. So they thought they ran experiments on on people. They're both homeless and the children. Now, the children were of the locals. Yeah, so apparently, you know, uh, like Stuart Swerdlow is one of the more famous – Montauk boys and his story is weird because he didn't live in Montauk he lived in like central Long Island and he claims he was brought there through tunnels and which you know he but it just seems weird because you you ask yourself okay well how did they go missing and their parents didn't know about it there was no police report and stuff like that and Swordlow has been very vocal about the things he's done and he's so you can kind of look him up he's an interesting cat but um wonderful dude yeah <laughs> there he is Stuart. There he is. yeah uh i love wonderful this one dude. look at the muscles on that one you know he's wonderful why did the guy. golden state killer come up when he was that's an I interesting question anything. i think he's a great guy <laughs> but um, um he's been on guy. multiple television shows i will say uh we chose to pass on him I don't know why. He's a good guy. Well, I'm not going to say whether – I don't know what kind of person he is. I just feel that his story – this is the integrity of the show, and I want our audience to understand this. We felt he was unbelievable. We felt a lot of his stuff had monetary reasons. We wanted the audience to understand that we are trying to look for real people that really happen to. This man lives in Michigan. Yeah. This man want, you know some things – you know, he's been on multiple television shows making multiple claims. Uh, he was on the Jesse Ventura show, uh, where he actually claimed he was carrying a time machine, and Jesse was like, "Bullshit!" You know, and really, yeah, you could look that up. That's I on. like the guy. Yeah, no, I believe, he's a swell, nice guy. Yeah, just we <laughs> felt his story not only has been told. We also just felt that there's no credibility, there's no facts. Now, we could have easily brought him on and just say, you're a fraud. But we don't, we, do we don't do that. That's not what We're the show. We love here. Right. And that's not the show. So yeah. we went deeper. We wanted to find people that we believed uh, that we thought really 
not only might have experienced what they're claiming, yeah. but they their facts have lined up. Yeah. And were, they were willing to be a part of our experiments to help prove their stories. And so we, not to give too much away, but we have interviewed people that we believe were, well, I, I, I want to say there is somebody that uh, I think that's out there that I've tracked down that the Duffer brothers, <laughs> I'm going to say, you want a conspiracy, and the Duffer brothers have been, uh, they, they've been uh, accused of stealing ideas. Allegedly. Allegedly, these are accused. I'm not claiming they have. However, there is a woman out there, won't name her name, but you can, she, all you got to do is Google Montauk Girl, and you will find her blog. Um, she's been writing this blog since 2011, and I'm going to tell you, it's season one of Stranger Things. <laughs> okay? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know? You read the blog from start to finish in 2011, you're like, she's the real Eleven. <laughs> At least her her stories. So, uh, you know. We met her. We met her. And I'm going to tell you guys, you're going to be blown away and enjoy the interview. It was, uh, I love it all. Well, you know, I'm an open-minded guy. I will sit there and I, I would, I, for the moment I'm talking to you, I'm going to sit here and go, whatever you're saying to me, I believe. I want to hear what you have to say. And, you know, as you, the viewer, you watch this amazing show you will come with it with your own views. I, I like it. I think there's a lot of details in it that makes it hard for me to believe it's crazy. But you have to be open-minded to that there's many realms out there. There's many different. There's not just this, this, this 2D world or 3D world we live in. But there's many Ds out there. And that the mind can control stuff. And when you watch this, you'll watch, you'll t- you hear our interview with her. And then you'll go find out her website, and you'll read the stuff, and you'll be blown away by the similarity to allegedly the first, uh, allegedly the similarities to the uh, first thing, but for the first season of, of Stranger Things. This is the Stranger Things story. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it involves government. It involves secret underground laboratories. It involves experiments. On kids that are supposedly psychics, that can teleport, that can um, tele- use telekinesis. What we have heard through time, through time, through through this show, is how children present. And it was on the le- episode we did with the uh, Psychic. our psychic Salone. Um, she talked about children have a psychic energy. Well, <laughs> so that's where. Have, does everybody understand? It's like you almost want to talk to the audience. I'm like, am I forgetting anything? Are you following us? Because this story gets crazy. Because if you thought this story was crazy, it's even more crazier than I thought. And this was all stuff that I uncovered after I, t- I got done filming the episode. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, the ch- because I had never – If you're going to drop the big bomb we talked about earlier, no, hold on to that to the end. Not dro- – yeah, I understand that. But I, I want to go into the child factor Okay. because you brought that up. We right. I won't – there's some <laughs> – there's some stuff coming up, yes. But uh, uh, the thing about children, I had never heard that – Again, I'm not into this. I'm not. I don't talk to psychics daily as you guys do. <laughs> uh, I had never heard that children, especially teenage children, because they ha- have psychic abilities, that they're 
they use and it's like part of their puberty or something like that. I'd never heard any of this stuff before. And when we were in Montauk, we met with a hypnosis person and she told us that children's energy. And then you were like, again, I learned something from you. You kept saying, yeah, I hear that all the time about children and, and their energy and how they can be used for telekinesis and psychic abilities. And I was like, blown away with by that well just think about when you're a kid right how you see and believe in all this stuff right that when adults you tell adults are like oh mm, cute. that's cute you're making make-believe you're like no dude this is i'm telling you man when i was a kid we had a hat there was this hat and you would put like a tonka trunk or something under this hat wave your hand we would lift the head up and the tonka trunk was gone huh yeah gone yeah if I did that right now, it would never happen. There's no, you know, over your, your time, your pineal gland calcifies, right? And it like hardens and it gets harder and harder to see this, 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 uh, uh, another level of um, consciousness. Right. And you are beat down into believing these rules of physics. Right. And who created the physics, the rules of the laws of physics? Uh, the Freemasons. And these laws make you think within this certain structure of time. So a certain structure of living. These laws of physics create this reality. And anything that falls out of this, the, these laws of physics gets dismissed as impossible. Yes. And so that's what... Uh, I, I don't know if that's true or not. But it is. I read, I read multiple things after we... Because it was amazing how much I found out after... We done the show and I read multiple articles on kids use of psychic abilities. And so the reason why if our government was performing these type of experiments on children was because they wanted to tap into their psychic abilities and their abilities of telekinesis and teleportation and time travel. And they wanted to use their energy to basically invent time travel. That's what. That's why the government stole children off the streets of Montauk. Now, we found a couple of stories out there that it is possible because what when you talk about Camp Hero, you know, back in the early 80s, late 70s, kids just got on their bikes. They rode around. Parents didn't care. And you, we were in Montauk. And if you were a local in Montauk, it would probably take you about 10 minutes to ride out to that point on your bike, and you play there all day. I mean, it looked like a giant playground for children. So if there were people doing experiments and parents didn't know about it, and then government officials or even just people in general would say, don't tell your parents or we'll kill you or yeah. something like that, yeah. I believe that's possible. So that's that's why I don't like Stewart's story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because sounds like a great guy to me, dude. Yeah, but I what I don't like about it is he didn't. He claimed he was missing for days, and he's and, and it was all because of time travel. And and he he's the guy that also uh, supposedly went back in time to get Jesus's blood. So <laughs> the guy that you just talked about, yeah. Oh, I, 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 this is like an older guy with gray hair in the. In the um, in uh, a video, it wasn't that guy, it was somebody else he talked about all these experiments that they did. You know, over, t you know, we've talked about it forever. Uh, the, 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 just weird religious stuff. Like somebody told me there was 
our religion. We're like, and it's so crazy. And I wish I would have saved the discussion or saved, but like somehow these religious people are like, uh, anal leads to like higher enlightenment. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like, well, isn't that recce? What's so recce? Do you guys know about no, recce? No, what is recce? So, I guess recce is a form of like hypnosis, but like, I, you know, it, 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 it involves like, waving your hands over the body that might may or may not be clothed oh yeah 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 and i don't know what that means but apparently recce was used on these children i mean we've seen this stuff a lot i mean tell me about the montauk chair yeah uh so that was Basically, the chair they use – so in the book you'll read of the Montauk Project, Preston describes this chair that looked like a dental chair. Uh, You probably Google it, I think. You know, Oh, yeah, Recky. You do a whole episode on that. We'll we'll do a whole episode on that. We'll get some of those hot Recky chicks to come in and work me naked. All three of them work. Uh Oh, ASMR Recky. There it is. Uh, The Montauk chair – uh, look like a dental chair, and yeah. basically that's where they put the Montauk boys in, and they strapped them up, and they would uh, use electromagnetic currents into them that would help create a time travel portal. And apparently they would use psychic powers. And so remember, we'll go back to the Philadelphia experience. Remember one of those dudes that jumped off the boat, landed in 1983? His name was Cameron Duncan. And he was apparently the psychic that called Preston Nichols back to Montauk to relive this whole thing and find out the story behind it. Cam- so Preston was one of the wire hooker-uppers as he – you know, that's my way of putting it. By the way, if you need a visual of Preston, just think of a rotten pear. He's he, that's It's pretty much him. He's an avocado and a pear fucked every now and then, and that's what you get Preston. So, you know, uh, but Cameron is a nice-looking gentleman, and um, he was the psychic that called Preston back to Montauk. And so Cameron – Duncan Cameron basically – he this is another wild crazy story we couldn't even get into this all in and out. well you know like here's a big thing that you're getting to is this chair now yeah do you guys remember the in stranger things one which ended up just being exact exact same plot as stranger things two okay oh yeah ah uh, montauk monster right? yes you yeah. remember montauk monster well supposedly what happened in this chair is that someone would got it was he had honed his skill so much, and what this chair does is amplify your thoughts. Right. Yeah, and he was able to go into another dimension and bring out a monster and who bring, they they call the Montauk monster. That, Not that guy, the, but, but but this monster, but a monster, yeah, supposedly rampaged through this this uh, laboratory. Oh, just yeah. fucked everybody up yep. until they could control it by through his mind, had created. That was the power of this chair, that they had created this group of people. Right. And so that's where the Stranger Things... And again, all those stories 
are from this book, are from this blog. So, you know, the, all the people that have claimed plagiarism on the Duffer Brothers, you know, they might have something going there because all you got to do is you, you just read the Montauk Project and you got Stranger Things episode one, I mean, season sure. one, and season two, if you remember that one, which no, not many <laughs> Yeah, nobody know. does because it's the exact same thing. But season three uh, was good. So, ba- yeah, it basically this alien monster traveled through a time tunnel, destroying equipment, devoured research, just eating researchers, yeah. and the tunnel was <laughs> shut down and the creature destroyed. Yeah, there Mon- was a picture of it, supposedly, but it wasn't very good. Yeah, like I mean, it's dog. a rough sketch most people were dead yeah uh the mind control experiments were conducted on runaway boys who were abducted and brought to the base under underwent uh, excruciating periods of both physical and mental torture to break their minds and then their minds reprogrammed okay which is completely what every montauk i mean every mk ultra thing with you know we with those shooters a little a couple weeks ago the whole thing is mentally broken people. Uh, when you get it, you want to see something very interesting? Google Parkland Shooter ex- uh, Experimental uh, Youth Program, and you'll see. Mm. And if you want to see propaganda at work, go to Google, put that in, and every single one of the articles will all say the thing. The, the uh, youth program did not cause this to happen. Can you Google that? Oh, but it did for Ted Kaczynski. What? Ted Kaczynski, but Google Google Parkland Shooter Youth Program and how they'll tell you that, oh, it didn't have anything to do with it. And when it's every article, you know, it had everything to do with it. But that's what they do. They break you down mentally. That's all in K-Ultra. So if you're a man, you become a weapon. If you're a woman, you become a sex kitten. Right. And we have evidence. I mean, whether it happened at Montauk, I I don't know if there's evidence there. But there is evidence that MKUltra was performed Go, on go. children in uh, MK Ultra was performed in ch- on children in detention centers in juvenile detention centers throughout the 70s and the 80s so and the government has never shied away they did it they've admitted to it there's the Tusk- there's multiple Tuskegee airmen there's multiple times they've they've done we experiments. just in St. Louis man they yeah. sprayed you know we go into countries because they're using chemical weapons on their on their people dude our government sprayed St. Louis right well they they also during World War II this is what they say controversial promise program had little to do with Parkland shooter says commission chairman of course you did well yeah that's in South Florida though yeah I mean (laughs) that's about that's Washington DC of Florida I'm from Florida I know (laughs) right 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 but the point is it's like here we are kid is in another program yeah and all of a sudden he goes nuts and then what do we see he doesn't remember any of it after just look at his face like what did I do? I did what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they there is a lot of ex- I'll tell you the uh, the whole men in black, you know, wash brainwash the thing. Yeah. Preston claimed that, Duncan claimed that. And if it wasn't for Duncan's psychic abilities that none of this would have been remembered according to Preston, you know, and Duncan was be- able to like relive the memories he told him that Dun- Preston was there and then Preston began doing his research and he realized, "Oh man, I worked inside the the laboratory and I did all these experiments." To these boys including uh we heard one time that uh one one montauk boy claimed that he was given a gun uh and he was told to shoot somebody and kind of like a scene in uh born Born identity Identity. exactly same thing he was told that and uh and uh, he was scared but he did it and then the gun was 
was uh, it was actually you know the the movie uh, with the Kingsman. They had that same thing. Killed the dog, and the the, the gun was which blanked. is the Mossad thing. Yeah, Mossad. They raise it, and at the end they got to kill their animal. Right. Yeah. So it was the same situation. They had to kill one of their thing, and they they say there were thousands of children. Multiple claims I've heard. Thousands. Well, thousands. Yeah. Well, the mon- oh, Well, it's listen, wow. dude. I know people can't grasp can't. the thought that <laughs> thousands of children might go missing and nobody talks about it. But, I mean, I, I don't know if it's in a certain... But supposedly, the amount of missing children go on in Washington, D.C. is is a crazy number. Well, and I get it because if, if they go out, especially in a city, if you were to go out into the city and your parents let you out on your own and you get you're given a curfew but you break it a little bit like and you as long as you come back you're not missing you're not you came back and the cops are like well my kid was gone for 12 hours well they came back didn't they yeah and they don't care and that's in the 70s and 80s when people weren't even locking their doors they were letting their kids do whatever they want you know what changed that uh and it goes back to your florida Oh, uh, Adam Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, How I mean, much I was stuff a- <laughs> has come out of that fucking county, Broward County, that's changed yeah. the way this country works. And who is who is in charge? Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Well, that yeah, the whole area is crazy. Yeah, she, I mean, obviously she wasn't in charge back then, but you know, a- a- the Adam Walsh thing was a big deal because I was a, I might have been three when that happened, and. You know, you hear that as a three-year-old, you remember. Like, hey, some kid got kidnapped. That's all you got to be told by your parents when you're at the mall. Hey, don't go too far away from me because some kid died. (laughs) And that's all you were told. But then, you know, we we definitely – I always – I give Florida – Florida gets a bad rap. I give it a little more of a better rap. I love Florida. Here's what – here's why Florida gets a bad rap. It's not the people that were born there, like me. I was actually born there. I'm one uh, of those. Yeah. Uh, the people. It's the people that moved there. Of course. It's, it's all the cycles that. It's move like Ari- there. dude, Arizona, yeah. LA, the same thing. It's not Arizonans that are crazy. They're one. You go to Arizona, the the women are hot. They'll yeah. have your kid. They don't give a shit. You're yeah. like they just want to party, get dick downs. They're great people, dude. It's all the elderly crazy people that move to Arizona. So you have this old elderly group of people. Same with Florida. Who are all nuts yep. and they just vote nuts. They're like, we don't want a day off Martin Luther King. Of course you don't want a day off because you don't work. You're retired so you're like, fuck Martin Luther King. I want a day off. You're like, well, you don't work. We work and we want a day off, right? Florida goes even further. I mean, they they have the pedophile population on on hold because literally if you've been charged of a pedophilia crime, so what? You're a sex offender. You go down to Florida. You live the good life in shorts. You get to see some hotties in shorts, you know, walking around all the time. And you live in a trailer that cost you a thousand bucks and that was it. And then you live your life out and you can live really cheap down in Florida and so we have all the pedophiles there. But then all the, you know... Hollywood's (laughs) like that too. Everybody hates LA. I go, LA's full of everybody you hate in high school. But the local people are great. And the city of Los Angeles is wonderful. I know everybody listening can't come to grips with that. Yeah. You hate Hollywood. Hollywood is this very small part right. of this giant city. Downtown, Burbank, like Venice, Burbank. you know, uh, the beaches, Santa Monica, yeah. uh, East L. I mean, like, dude, these are wonderful places. 
Everybody hates Hollywood. Yeah, and rightfully so. I'm not going to lie. I live here for seven years. I mean, there's a lot of assholes that live here. Yeah, and, it's and, everybody and, you hate in high school. Yeah, everybody I hated in high school and, and, <laughs> and after high school, too. Yeah, I still hate them, <laughs> you know, but... Were you came? Were you hated? When I came, I was a hater, too, you know, but, it? like, the thing is, I, I lived in New York, though, for eight years, and I went from Florida to New York City, and when I was in New York... Like, it's just, you had, that's where I grew. That's where my balls were, were basically <laughs> punched every day. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on the streets of New York, but I just, everything moves there. And no, there's no bullshit there. It's just like, what do you want? You want something? You got it. And here it's like, well, yeah. There's a lot. There's a everywhere. lot of this. Yeah. And, 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 but the Hollywood bureaucrats that spew all this bullshit, I don't know. That has nothing to do with Montauk. Montauk <laughs> does with Montauk because the Montauk chair, uh, was uh, psychotronically linked to a computer and sexual stimulation. Oh, think you about said that. It. When you think about that, and we're talking children, yeah. sexual stimul- stimulated, okay? Yeah. The yeah. Montauk character could be used to uh, cause dimensional wormholes and space time portals through which the government set agents on missions. Yeah. I, I, dude, I'm sorry. I believe in multiple dimensions, and I believe they've achieved a way to do that. Sexually excited was excitement was key to its functioning. Prolonged, torturous, tantric excitement because the Montauk machine fed on biorhythms and enraged libidos. What? Yeah. Did you just write that, or is that real? That's real. That's literally that. So basically, that comes from the Montauk Project book. If you read the Montauk Project book, you're going to learn all about the sexual libido and how it stimulates psychosis and and uh, time travel abilities and telekinesis. And so they basically were hooking up wires to their to their uh, genitals, to their nipples. They were doing this, and 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 the thing is, is they were doing this to children. And um, so I, hold on, wow. dude. <laughs> so Duncan Cameron said. This is all in the book. In his inflamed state, his telepathic powers reach a stunning height. Energy from my erection, yep. we quote, uh, was used to horsepower for the... Ch- oh, my God. I mean, like... So that's, yeah, that's, wait, yeah, that's, that's Swerdlow's book, which goes into the, how aliens had sex with Swerdlow. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> listen, dude. I, what he's saying isn't off, Okay. We've had other people within the Bible. There's right. discussion of aliens banging chicks. Basically, everything comes down to fucking getting laid. Everybody wants to bang earthlings. Yeah. Well, and it was weird because it was like they were using kids and they didn't say they were banging them. They were just n- stripping their just clothes off and, and hooking wires. Right. It was almost like some creepy thing. But see, this is where things kind of go off rails. And it's like, why do the government need to do that? Why? So I, I think that's the big question is, uh, did something go on there? I, I think something did. But was it government related? I don't know. I don't think so. For me, I think it was an abandoned base that was easy to – it was like candy. It was like a place where you could lure children to to be like, hey, and don't tell your parents type shit. But it was like, we're going to take you to the secret 
laboratory. We're going to take you to this secret base, and we're going to we're going to run time travel. So we're going to tell you all your wildest dreams. What were you m- imagining when you were twelve years old? You know, like I, dude, I would get a boner in the wind at twelve. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you just yeah, uh, yeah. I was getting. I mean, of course, you didn't need you didn't need the, all that yeah. simulation no, dude, shit. Uh, I would have just to be pr- honest with you. I was eating ass in '85, so I yeah. mean, as you know, on this show. So I mean, like I was only you know. I was like 12, 13 at that time. Eating ass. Eating yeah. I, eating ass out the gate, dog. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I mean, kids are just super, like, I, I don't, you know, you, they're not adults. We should never treat them like adults. That's obvious. But there are people who prey on this shit. Yeah. And so it goes deeper. And I, so, and, and again, I, again, found all this stuff out after I did the show. So. But it, it, it's all there. It's in the book. It's in it's 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 in writing. Like I'm not just spewing out my asshole right now. But what gets even crazier is Preston did this whole deprogramming thing after the book came out. Like I said, a hundred thousand copies were sold, and people were coming out of everywhere claiming they were a Montauk boy. Said they had some sort of connection that they were stolen, whether it was true or not. And so Preston. Anyone were lining up at his door, and I'm telling you, this is a place. It was like a freaking. I don't know. If there, there's video of it online. You can see Preston's even in his later years. He's passed away like a year ago now. Right. But in his later years, he still had disciples and tinfoil hat shit. They were wearing pots on their heads, walking around because they were afraid of what was going on. So these are these are right. These are your audience, <laughs> Preston. No, but uh, you know. But anyways, he was deprogramming them. And so when they came out of the woodwork, they would line up at his door and they'd be like, hey, Preston, I think I was a part of this Montauk project. Well, would you like me to deprogram you? And so he, that's what he called it. But he, what he was doing was he was laying you under hypnosis and we learned the song. The song was uh, Swan Lake. Yeah. So he would use Swan Lake and he'd put it in their ears – and then he would, you know, do some ASMR stuff, which they don't, they didn't do, they didn't call it that back then, but he would basically just put them under, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, he'd undress them and he would, and it literally, it's in the book, he admits to it, willingly jacked them off. What? Willingly jacked them off, these men in their deprogramming to understand, <laughs> to the point now, and I'll read it here. What? I hate reading. But I'll read it. The subject undresses and lies down. Nichols then massages the legs and arms and chest of the head, scanning for frequencies. (laughs) Then he takes the penis and strokes it, still scanning. Nichols masturbates the subject until the edge of orgasm, freezing the subject in a kind of pre-orgasmic dream state that was supposed to reverse the sexual magic of the Montauk chair oh my God. to ground his subject against EM interference. Nichols grips the te- testicles. It's hard for me to say. Sometimes he attaches electrodes to their ears. So this is what he did to these. And this was all consensual. Think, yeah. This is all. This was, this was the, the programmers that he admitted to and he admitted to do it at all consensual. So he admitted to fondling men I think get those them. guys were gay too, though. I don't. If you tell me you're going to deprogram me and you start touching my dick, right? Well, Swerdlow <laughs> was one of them. He's married. We've met 
some people. He's a wonderful man. Yeah. Um, you know, Peter Moon knows all about this, and he, he witnessed some of these. He didn't go through with it, though? I, well, no, because Peter doesn't claim to be a Montauk okay. boy. No, and he wouldn't fit the age either. So, But Peter did witness this stuff. Um, so you so, think there's some underlying, not only later on, uh, we're talking hot gay sex, right? Mm. But we're talking possibility <laughs> of uh, some pedophilia. I, you know, no evidence suggests that. Other than the fact that we have a man uh, who wrote a book claiming all these wild stories. And he basically – not only did he, he – claimed, he claimed the government did it. And he, but then not only did he claim the government did it, he admitted that he worked for the government while they did it. So if any of it's true, okay – just say, just take the government out of it and put two and two together. I, I'm not saying anything. It's just if that's what the fuck, if they were kidnapping children and putting and and putting electrodes to their ears, that's wrong. Right. So uh, you know, it, but I mean, if they were going even a step further than any 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 part of that, kidnapping children and taking them to a fun little uh, abandoned underground laboratory, but the fact that they've profited off this, to I, I it's it, it, you know, and in in the world of conspiracies, you're like this one like was weird and got weirder because you were like it's almost really true. <laughs> so I don't know. Where- no, what's very interesting is that like here we have like. You know, the, the, this this operation done by the U.S. government involving time travel, time tunnels, psychic abilities. And then we have some very uh, dark, uncomfortable um, aspects of pedophilia and, you know, gay sex. And the question is, do you think that there was any time travel done? Or do you think this is just a front to get weird and do some unholy shit? Yeah, I, you know, so I know, we know the government can can manipulate people into be- making them crackpots. Yes. We, we do. Uh, there's cattle mutilation stories where a man claim, you know, they they basically are saying aliens do cattle mutilation, but what it was was a man, you know, witness, you know, stealth planes being flown in the desert, and so they went up to that man, the government, and they said, "Hey, these are alien planes, and that was an alien that cut up that cow." And go spread the word, and everybody's going to think that man's crazy, and the government gets away with it. So. You have that scenario. Well, you see that a lot. Um, Eddie Bravo talks about all the time about how they get like Bill Cooper is a great example. How Bill Cooper later on said that he had been um, manipulated in that to put out all this stuff about aliens. Like they purposely showed him this info. Right. So he would go out and yell and scream about. And then you have uh, the Bob Lazar situation. You know, he was on Joe Rogan. And that some people believe that they showed him that right. so that he could later on go and tell everybody. Yeah, we have, uh, there's multiple stories of that. So is there a chance that Pe- Preston Cooper – I mean Preston Nichols became that person the government created, a crackpot yes. that no one would believe? Is that possible or is Preston Nichols just some sick pedophile? 
I have no answer to that question. Those are just the two questions. You are asking the questions that we will most likely never have the answers to. Right. And Preston's passed away, and Cameron, uh, Duncan Cameron just passed away. There was the other man that jumped off the boat, Al Bielix, passed away. The only man that's alive right now Peter and Moon. still profiting off of this is Peter Moon. Well, the biggest <laughs> thing I have to say is Preston Nichols, uh, when you see when pair, you pair. when you watch the show, He's you pair. will watch. He has very shady energy. He's dark energy all over him. He has all the signs of people don't want to make eye contact with adults. Uh, very beta. Uncom- like there's a lot of things that you'll be like that is very uncomfortable about you, the man. You remember when you were? I was five when Return of the Jedi came out, and I saw Jabba the Hutt. For the first time on that big screen, yeah, and it scared me. I didn't know who Jabba the Hutt was. I'm five years old. I'm just like this. When I saw Preston Nichols' videos, I felt the same thing, <laughs> and I was a grown man. Yes, like that's a man who can't function around adults. Well, and and he well he clearly did because they came to. That's what's wild is they came to him and they and he basically was like, "Hey, I'm going to deprogram." And and yeah, imagine telling somebody, "I have to jack you off to get, save you." Yeah, and isn't I, that what every cult leader's ever done? It's like, hey, God, you know, it's like, hey, listen, dude. Who wants salvation? Come to me. Uh, I got to bang your wife. It's right. the what God wants. Yeah. The, the David Koresh. Oh, that's him. Look at Oh, he looked way older. But look at him, dude. I'm telling you, brother. Like a lizard person right there. No, but I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't, he looks I don't like really a lizard. give him the benefit of being a lizard person. Look at that picture up there. I mean, you see that. This is like the, this to me is, I don't want to give too much away because it's a wonderful episode, dude. No, and, and yeah, I, I don't think we've spoiled anything. Yeah, uh, of course we wouldn't. But the story is too huge, and in, in our and in what we tell is 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 a good part of it. And unfortunately, there's only an hour that we can tell these things. But I think not only are you, uh, that's what I try to do with everything that I produce. Right. Let you go out and figure out some things too. Welcome sure. to Tim Foil Hat. Yeah, there there are more questions out there, and you know what? Go find them. Go do your own research. Because when I got back after producing the show that we set out to produce, I went out and dug deeper, and I found more shit that is a freaking Netflix documentary that's 10 episodes long. And I'm, it's it's crazy. And, and, and we haven't even touched on it. But it, it all starts with Preston. And then and, and again, we have no – there's no proof that he was ever even a part of uh, – uh, worked for the government. It, there's no proof. There's no records of Cameron Duncan or this guy Al Bielik were ever in the military. None of this th- stuff adds up. It was just – but you know what? I think it's easy to shrug off crazy stories when you hear it from some crazy dude <laughs> and you're just like, oh, he's just crazy. But you don't realize, well, he he did some fucking heinous shit. And so I don't know. What's the what's the answer? Is it the government created him to defer from what they really did at Camp Hero? Or is he really some giant fucking asshole? I don't know. Well, I'm interested, dude. I can't wait to see. They showed me a little bit of the episode the other day. The people at Morningstar did an excellent job. And they always do. And I guarantee you guys are going to enjoy seeing this. It will be on tomorrow night. Mm. Uh, the 27th, 9 p.m., the CW. Mm-hmm. If you love the show and you love us, support it. Check it out. Uh, it is a good show. I'm telling you, man, 
It is a wonderful show, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, Mark, where can they find all your info? Oh, man, at Say, S-A-Y, Kid, Woe, W-H-O-A. Say Kid Woe, that is my page. So Say, we have been... Uh, you Can you I've spell that? Say Kid, kid Woe? <laughs> I'm trying... SayKidWoe.com. You didn't spell it right. Yeah. Well, it's three words. Uh, he, English is his third language. SayKidWoe.com, uh, at Say Kid Woe. Uh, is my Instagram and pretty soon my Twitter. And um, you yeah. did great. You you were awesome. You're, You're doing stand up right now. Oh yes. And um, obviously, I'm very passionate about stand up because <laughs> I <laughs> I don't do it from the, I, I I dig deeper into this stuff than I do. Well, this stuff if you start doing stuff like this can lead to other stuff. So. Oh, uh, say. I, you're saying stay. Yeah. It's I'm, say, it's okay. You're trying your hardest. Listen, um, I really just need the promotion. Okay, yeah, Sam? I didn't go, do this go, for go. any other reason. Say. S-A-Y. There we go. There we go. I don't know who that is. No. Oh, this is terrible. There. See, it's terrible. Just, it. oh. We tried. You promised. We tried to you help said you. said I was going to get 10,000 followers. Uh, do you have a YouTube yet? Uh, no, I'm, I, all that stuff's coming, man. Yeah. I've been getting paid to fucking produce television with no, with just this little line that you can't read. You got to pause, and yeah. then I take a picture and like, hey, mom, man, see, I did go to you work. Know what? Nobody cares. Oh, you're doing <laughs> great. You're killing it. You are wonderful to work with, and uh, we're gonna do a lot of great stuff in the future. Yeah, too. I'm really excited. We're definitely gonna work Thank some you. more. And uh, XG, I love you to death. Of course, yeah. You're I great. Like you too. Thank Aaron, you, thank you. you did okay today. Um, <laughs> you were great. Aaron, how's your wife? Great. Great. Guys, this has been uh, Tim Fall Hat. Again, check out the CW tomorrow night. Yes. Check it out. 9 p.m. Ratings. Mysteries decoded. We Sam love you. Sam Tripoli on the show. Love it. Had a great time. We'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye. <laughs>